recorded live at 4ZZZ Studios, Mianjin, Brisbane on 102.1 FM and broadcast across Australia on the Community Radio Network. You're listening to Z Games. Z Games brings you the best in gaming news, reviews, community and culture. Want to reach out? Share your hot take? Or do you just want to share your favourite game? Find us on socials at ZEDGamesAU. Z. This is Z Games. I'm yes. your host Paul, and joining me tonight are my good friends Cam, G'day. and Peter. Yo! Yes. Uh, and we will be doing all manner of video game related things tonight. But mm. first up, what we are going to do is we are going to listen to some news that have been prepared for us by Melee. Woo! Woo! Go, Melee. The day before was bad, and now it's gone. Starting 2023 as one of the most wish-listed games on Steam, The Day Before is a zombie shooter that promised a lot and has delivered on practically nothing. It released last week and was immediately inundated with negative reviews citing visual bugs and game-breaking glitches. Players who could actually play the game didn't get the game they'd been promised in marketing, but a poorly crafted and an empty world. Just four days after its launch, the day before was completely removed from Steam and developer Fantastic announced its closure. Today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before has failed financially and we lack the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. We apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating games is an incredibly challenging endeavor. If it seems like a good response on their part, consider this seems to be the end of their accountability. They later reply to some well-earned criticism with, This was our first big experience. Shit happens. Which is less good. If you are one of the unlucky people who bought the game, Fantastic have said that they're working with Steam to provide refunds for any player who wants one. So get on that. Multiplayer isn't coming to Starfield anytime soon. The team behind Skyrim Together, a popular multiplayer mod for Skyrim, has announced that they will not be completing the multiplayer mod for Starfield because the game is f***ing trash. In a post to Skyrim Together's Discord server, one of the developers said, The game is boring, bland, and the main draw of Bethesda games, exploration in a lively and handcrafted world, was completely gone. I'm not going to put my heart and soul into a mod for a game as mediocre as this. There are plenty of Starfield fans out there though, and this is disappointing news if you are looking forward to travelling the stars with your friends, but there is some hope. Since they had begun work on the project, already porting about 70% of the code, the team is releasing what they've currently done in case anyone wants to finish the mod themselves. Only time will tell if that person is out there. E3, aka the Electronic Entertainment Expo, is dead. For real this time, actually, finally, like this is the one, it's gone, it's for real this time. Following the disruption caused by the COVID-19 pandemic in 2020, more and more game publishers opt to manage their presentations independently, and so E3 has struggled to reclaim its former glory. Now, after years of evident decline, E3 officially closes its doors, marking the end of an era. A statement on the official website simply reads, After more than two decades of E3, each one bigger than the last, the time has come to say goodbye. Thanks for the memories. In case you are living under a rock and somehow missed it, Baldur's Gate 3 has dominated this year's Game Awards. It won the Player's Voice Award and five of its eight direct nominations. 
that being best performance, best community support, best RPG, best multiplayer, and of course, game of the year. The only of its nominations that Baldur's Gate 3 did not win were best music and score, which went to Final Fantasy, and best narrative and game direction, both of which were awarded to Alan Wake 2. And that's all this week in gaming news. Thank for you this week in gaming news, Melee. Yes, we had Game Awards, and uh, if you are someone that pays attention to the Game Awards, you may have watched and been disappointed that there wasn't really much focus on the award winners. Like no. five minutes. To which I say, come on, have you never seen Game Awards? They don't care. It's, a, no. it's advertising. I, I, I was there because I wanted to see announcements, and I know there'd be some funny things that I can laugh about later. If um, Don't get upset about awards. Awards are pointless. They are fun. Well, what do you get out of an award? You get some Recognition. Shiny. Yeah, but you're already recognised enough to be able yeah, to yeah. be Yeah, yeah, to be fair, awards. the Game Awards being recognition from the community that plays those games, awarding the people that made those games, it's the same as just going, yeah, I've given, given you my money, but yeah. now I'm going to say thank you. Well, I mean, that, that's that's why you don't have it straight up as a public vote, because then it's just yes. whatever sells the best is, exactly. a, is the best. Baldur's is, Gate 3. As much as fantastic as that game is, yeah, it's just because it's on every platform, Oh, it well, made but it wasn't. It wasn't on Game so Boy. It was, it was so, <laughs> like, it was so bad. They cut off the speeches so fast. When Game of the Year was announced in ba- and, and Baldur's Gate 3 was there, they got up there, got cut off, and didn't even get to say that, oh, by the way, we're launching it on Xbox now. Oh. <laughs> they were doing a shadow drop, and they didn't even get to announce it, because they were like, get out of here. Get out of here. Oh. You've spoken for 20 seconds. That's too much. Yep. We need to listen to um, Matthew McConaughey some more. And stare at Hideo Kojima for eight minutes. He announced nothing. Oh, my Showed gosh. nothing. What, you're not excited for the for OD, which is uh, not a movie, but it's not a game, but it is a game, and it's a movie, and it's something totally revolutionary, but we cannot describe it. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Oh, no, no. It, <laughs> look, look. Hideo is uh, insane, pretentious yes. as hell, um, but... Like and I don't even like Metal Gear Solid particularly, mm-hmm. but you know Death Stranding is honestly yeah. genius in my books. I'm like whatever he makes, I will be interested in at the very least. Yeah, he makes interesting yes. things. He, he has big hyperbole. That's fine. Yeah, uh, but what I was kind of because they announced he was doing a thing with um with I didn't even want Jordan to talk Peele? about Kojima with Jordan Peele. It's like oh, we're being distracted by Kojima. Yep. Uh, but I'm like oh. Maybe he can teach him editing. Because <laughs> could imagine the power Kojima could wield with an editor. Wait, there's a cut button? <laughs> what? I mean, his trailers are amazing. If he could just keep that pace for the actual games, it yeah. would be Don't need to fantastic. coming up every three minutes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a bunch of other stuff was actually announced, which... That it was. That's, mm. that's the value of the game. As far as awards generally go, like the point of awards is for recognition yes so if you love something give it your own awards go do it i literally do that on several of my programs and stuff we mm-hmm. like give awards and our whole point is we want to celebrate the things there's no value in the game awards it's a big advertising conglomerate and that's the only reason it can be big because of that it's the only reason it gets made yeah. at all exactly there's if it wasn't it wouldn't be made and if so if it was that it would just be smaller and would people fly over there probably not no. um, do the australian game awards you get a pack of tim tams <laughs> what oh, look the Australian Game Awards yep. has all of its own internal no, 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 one pack of Tim Tams well. for everyone. Ah, so, okay, like you get a sense. certain amount of Tim Tams. Yes. Oh, well, we got one of those uh, everlasting ones, don't we? Anyway, moving on, moving yep. on. Uh, we get the, that we do. We're going to rush through a few things. Uh, so, New Monster Hunter was announced at the end. We had Kojima. They announced uh, Shadow. Well, not Shadow Drop it, on the night, but they um, announced the new God of War Ragnarok DLC, I'm which is a whole tonight. new game mode. Which Valhalla. Yeah, came yep. out mm-hmm. a couple of days afterwards. It's apparently a roguelike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested. Um. Uh, Arcane's new game is uh, Marvel's Blade, 
which I didn't really care at all. I was like, it's still no. a few years away. and I'm, it's, I'm sure it'll come out when the movie does. <laughs> I, actually, I'd probably beat the movie at this rate. Yeah. But, um, but it was huge online. Huge amount of talk about it. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm really out of touch. Uh, we, we, um, well, we already knew that. Yeah, yeah. people uh, want more R18 Marvel stuff. Sega, yes, did a big drop. They, yes. I knew Cam would be excited <sighs> about this. They said, oh, look, we're not doing just we're not we're not just sitting on our nostalgia for one game or two games or even three. We're releasing five reimaginations of five classic games. I want to buy games I already own again, and I'm not even kidding. Oh. Like. Have you yeah. met Nintendo? Oh, absolutely! I've met <laughs> Nintendo. Considering how really, really, really good Streets of Rage Four was, like mm. genuinely a fantastic addition oh, yeah. to the lineup. Heck yeah! So, yeah. No, so the five games were Jet Set Radio, yes. coming yep. back, Shinobi, Golden Axe, Streets of Rage, and of course, Crazy Taxi. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, that's a good collection of games. I did, I did a, I did yeah. a sad dad version of um. Uh, what's what's yeah, yeah what's the actual song for you? Yeah, all yeah, I yeah. want. Oh, yeah, all I want. All I want. Yes, 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 yes. Like yes. a sad acoustic and, version. Yeah, 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 sad yeah. dad. Yeah, I love sad dad. So that's all coming. Um, a bunch of other stuff. The new game from Hello Games is coming. We're using yeah. everything they've learned from No Man's Sky. Nice. So it's on. It's more fantasy based and on a single planet, but they're trying to make it. You know, other planets Dense. actually make they're, sense. They're going for density rather than yeah. Well, it's still huge. I mean, yeah. a planet is huge to render. Uh, oh yeah. Like, but you know, actually having different biomes and like a river that makes sense and things like that which is you know sort of the next step in that kind of generation so hopefully good uh but the big one that jumped out to me uh was uh, a new aussie game that got shown oh yeah uh and it was from the developers house house that made untitled goose game mm. okay. uh it's called big walk uh and it starts with this cacophony of kookaburras which i was like I don't know why I want this so bad. It's like, I mm-hmm. haven't heard this in a game. It opens up, it's a very Aussie sort of bush landscape, quite quite a hilly, rocky area. Nice. Um, but then it, these characters come out and they're just these bright colored odd things that sort of remind me of the art of um, Ken Dunn from like the 90s and everything. Those yeah, bright yeah, colors yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, and so it's this multiplayer... I don't think it's survival, but survival adjacent. It's exploration and puzzle solving that you do with your friends in a realistic environment, but as these odd cartoon ca- creatures. And it looks and sounds wonderful. It, it's beautiful. And not to sound too ABC radio talking about you know trees and stuff, but the environments, mm. even before they announced what game it was or where it was set, I was looking at the environments that I was showing off and went, that's Australia, but I don't know why I know that's Australia. Yeah, But the trees were shaped differently. Yeah, yeah. It's, sometimes you don't realise how you've, missed a representation mm. until you see it represented and you're like oh that's i i didn't even notice and yeah. now i'm i want it i like want this it quite badly something that came up during my game development for the project i just showed you before the show came mm. sort of thing it's extremely different environments in australia compared to everywhere else and you don't notice until you look at it and go wait that is Australia. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just normal for us. Anyway, this is 4ZZZ. Uh, this is Zed Games. I'm your host, Paul, and joining me tonight is Cam and Peter. I'm Alan Wake. Oh, I am Alan Wake as well. I am a Wake. Get it? That's, he's a Wake. Oh, oh, deep. Also, I always thought he was probably also named that because of Sam Lake. And just oh, like, yeah, yeah okay. Sam's just in everything. And he yep. plays three characters. In. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know what it's time for. <gasps> the prize round. Yeah. Have a lovely time today. Woo! This tune has nothing that I'm going to review. So here it is. Okay. Woo! 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 Woo!
I don't yes. know why we're getting a little too overexcited here. Mm. What we are talking about today is a Highland song. <gasps> now, a Highland song is by Inkle, who you may know as makers of very fine narrative games, but uh, over their career have made some wide swings. Uh, the last game they did was a game called Overboard, which I think was two years ago. Oh, very, very fast action game where you just, you're a, you're a, um, like a debutante wife and it starts, you instantly just push your husband over the side of a boat and then it's a reverse detective mystery where you've got to get away with the crime, however. And it takes like five, ten minutes and you just keep looping it. It was great. It made like my top three of that year. Mm. But, mm. time for a new game. Oh, good. This game's called The Highland Song. Yep. Now, uh, when I saw the trailers for this and press materials, I was not convinced. This is a game where you play a young 15-year-old girl and you are making your way across the Scottish Highlands. Okay. It's played. It's a side-scrolling platformer. A okay. new genre for the, for the team. Do you take uh, the high road or the low road? Well, <laughs> we'll get to that a bit. Okay. So, you're going on a long journey. And I'm like, okay. Uh, you're just running along, climbing up thing, going down. Like It's not overly complex platformer-wise. And then it's also a music game. So, quite oh. often, uh, Irish folk music will start playing. And then you will run along and you have to jump over things to the beat. And if you miss the beat, you can stumble and that. So, what I didn't understand is... What's interesting about this game to make it a big game, especially from a studio that's like made for like narratives that are infinitely splitting and have like all the choice and consequences that people love in games. And I was a bit confused until I actually got it. And what was re- presented to me was perhaps the most complex navigational game I've ever encountered. Mm. Um, and at the same point, a very natural way. So uh, your goal is to reach a lighthouse that your uncle lives at. And you've got to do it by Beltane, which I think is five days away. So, the game starts at the lighthouse, then it pulls back, and basically the whole game exists in front of you the whole time. You're going over mountain, 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 it's all parallax flat uh, levels. Right, so it's 2D or 3D? It's 2D. Okay. Uh, But I mean, it's it's 3D, it's it's 3D and it's parallax, so it's all layers going there, but each plane is 2D. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, you get to see the whole game at once. And then you start heading off and you notice there's like a natural curve down in the mountain and the hill that you're on or whatever and a natural curve up. And as you pass it, if you're pushing up or down as you're walking, you'll naturally move between those planes. It's a little bit like Little Big Planet, the way that you move between in and out. Um, But what this does, it also is like actual mountaineering or anything. If you can't sort of see a wide picture of where you're going... You might be going somewhere completely pointless and different. And um, so you generally will try to navigate towards all the peaks. Uh, and from the peaks, you can get a good lookout, see where might be a thing. You have map pieces you might discover around the place. And you, they'll hand, be hand-drawn. So you're like, okay, so I've got to find, like, there's like an old shack and a tree here. And if I can see that from here, they've marked it. Oh, there's a secret path there. And you can mark it and go check it. And you keep building up a way and you work through. And it's, as I say, quite complex. And often I'd find myself, I'd run into sort of a corner and like, okay, um, I wanted to get to that hill, but I can't get from here now, which is kind of how I navigate in the wilderness in real life if you don't yeah. have any overall yeah. plan. So that's all going through. Uh, I go through my first playthrough and I start encountering, um, without getting too specific, mythical creatures. Ooh. Things are from Scottish folklore in the mountains. Uh, and I can't necessarily do a mm, lot with Scottish. them. I'm like, okay, I'm touching on that story. Often when you get to areas, you'll get a bit of voiceover from your uncle explaining a bit of the either the lore of the area or just the straight-up history of it. Um, and you're moving through, but you are def- completely crafting your own path. And so I got to my uncle one day late. Oh. And it said, oh, thanks for coming. Like, he- like here's what I was going to do, but you missed it because you're a day late. Oh, well. And it says, 
Okay, start your game. You keep all of your maps, all of your knowledge, all of your uh, items. Handy. Uh, and then it's like, it gives you all the stats of what you did. But what you find in this game is the more you explore, the more sort of rich mythology and even magic and everything exists in this world to learn, which you only get by experimenting. Quite often you'll take paths that are only one way, so you can't come back. Uh, and I think things get locked off to you, but that's okay because you can take a note and get back to it another time. And you start, like, one of the things that sucks in the game, and I, I like looking at negative reviews of games to see what people... Mm. So it's raining a lot of the time in the game, which means you're a bit slow, you sort of have low energy, and it's hard to climb. The climbing's quite like Breath of the Wild, actually. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can sort of up your strength, but it's all sort of behind-the-scenes mechanics going on. And speaking of behind-machine mechanics, <laughs> behind-the-scene mechanics... Um, one of these negative reviews saying that, you know, there's nothing you can do about the rain except wait it out. I'm like, well, <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but you can absolutely do things about the rain. Ooh. If you think, and it can get weirder than just controlling weather stuff, but at the same time, it's extremely grounded. You just run into like regular people about, I mentioned the first time I played through, I ran into mythical creatures. Yeah. Second time, I did realize there was one ghost. Uh, but other than that, nothing mythical at all. I just went and I met a few bunch of people and I, and I was really, I was much faster that time. I got there early, actually. And then I felt like, it can be a speedrun game. Like, you can, uh, <laughs> you can, get across you can optimize your path and everything. And the music integration is quite interesting because um, it's really about these moments where you're in open fields and you're just running along and it lets you move way faster than normal. And it's about sort of an elation. It's not really about a complex music game. And after my first playthrough, I actually turned down the complexity of it because even at its most complex it's two buttons but because it's like a it's just a slightly different green as the other button i just sometimes i messed it up and annoyed me and that felt fine because i was feeling more confident on the mountains anyway so i'm like ask yeah, i don't need the two i don't need the two buttons it doesn't add anything for me um so yeah it's not about you know complex charts or anything it's sort of about more being in the moment and especially when you're first hearing songs and maybe not getting quite getting the rhythm stumbling and falling over and sort of wrecking your elation it's kind of a good point too. Um, it's sort of all of the systems in it work together to create this really rich tapestry of history and lore and personal story and as a really natural exploration, which um, I, did not ex I did not expect that this would be basically a game about mapping and like looking and find trying to find choke points and yeah, working out where now I, like, I know what half the mountains are called. I mean, I do <laughs> love a good bit of cartography. Mm. Yes. Um, the the only downside being being such a complex game, uh, I did have a few little bugs where it said where I really couldn't move and I had to just save, like literally couldn't move. I was stuck in a mountain. Uh, but it has a really robust autosave system where it not only tells you how long ago, it puts at least five autosaves back and it will do it at major events and it will say what that event was. Oh, so like it's like, that. oh, 30 seconds ago you discovered a mountain. Uh, five minutes ago you went through a tunnel. Those just like, so you can... If you've made a mistake, or you are the kind of person that just wants to go explore a different path, you know that option is there for you as well. It's uh, it has a few accessibility uh, um, options for people that you know can't do taps or anything if they're yep. um. For, but it's an incredibly solid package. Uh, it's come really late in the year, so I don't know where I can chuck it up with recency bias or anything. I finally <laughs> do game of the years, uh, but. It's Inkle is a studio that they started with like 80 days, which was just a phone based yeah. choice selected thing. And yeah, they've done quite a few different things now and they're always solid and they've always got this really complex background to everything, but they keep, they keep it accessible and yeah, it's a beautiful game. So uh, awesome. I guess hmm. that means how long would you say? Ho!
Oh, I'd say it's, um, I think it's about three to four hours to go and play for it. Good. Uh, depending on how you play, you can make that. I actually sort of realized that if I want to explore the world, there is, whilst there's a time that you're trying to get there, so there's no yeah. time limit. You, okay. could, you could probably spend a year in the wilderness exploring every nook and cranny of that place and the game would not give two hoots. That's awesome. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you get there and your uncle's died of old age. I don't know. Maybe. They, that could be Honestly, option. they probably do have some sort of Easter egg like that. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow you took six years. Um, You've stood in this spot for six yeah, and a half yeah. years. <laughs> Weird. You know what oh, I was thinking the other what? day? What were you thinking? I was wondering what Toby thinks about some games. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. So, that is always a good thought to have. I, I'm just walking down the street and it just occurred to me. Yeah. What's up with Toby lately? What is up with Toby? Well, Toby has provided us for a review, uh, oh. which I'm going to push the play button on uh, now. Oh, cool. This isn't so much a review of Progress Knight from IH Tasham 42 and the Evolution Progress Knight Quest developed by Simb1, SYMB1, and modified by Indemit, all of which are available to play on GitHub, but rather a write-up of my experience when, a month ago, I searched for something to AFK play while editing podcasts and playing other games. I was looking for something to put in the background and play in the corner of my screen, and on ScreenRant.com I found it lurking under the title 10 Best Idle Games on PC, Ranked. It was everything I was looking for. Simple visuals, nothing but text, moving bars and buttons, nothing too flashy to take my attention from other things, no sound, no distraction, just simplicity. It was perfect. So I Google searched Progress Night and found it in GitHub. Not even a program, just something running in a browser. So I tucked it into the far left of my left monitor, out of my direct eyesight, and started playing. The window taking up no more than an eighth of my side screen, and there it lurked, waiting for my eye to catch it. Progress Night in its simplest form is an idle game with the hook that you're living the life of a peasant and climbing the ranks of society. You start homeless, able to hire a book for 10 copper a day or a tent for 15, all while you beg for change on a street corner owning 10 copper a day. Each of these gain you bonuses to help you skill up in life, be it the concentration to learn skills faster, the strength to help to increase certain jobs' incomes, the ability to be more productive and gain job experience faster, or even the ability to meditate to increase your happiness and multiply your life experience bonuses. However, choose wisely, as you can only do one thing at a time, and there is only so many days in a year, and only so many years in a life. So as you gain more money, you can get a shack small house, some dumbbells, even a personal squire as you balance all of these with your earnings. As you age from youth, the game starts you at about 14 years of age, to adulthood you stumble upon an amulet on your 25th birthday, the Groundhog Day token of the game's loop. At 45 it shivers and changes, gaining a symbol that is never described. And just before you rest your head on your deathbed at 70, a living eye emerges from the centre. Do you dare touch it? If you do, each level you earn in skills and jobs gains you multipliers to aid in the speed of levelling of the same. And that's kind of it. Except, well, for the change in form it gains at 200 years, and again at a millennia. And then I blinked. Now the game took up half the screen on my second monitor. Now I'm jumping between strength, battle tactics and mana control, something you gain through excelling in meditation and concentration. It doesn't seem to do anything yet, but it hints of the possibility that maybe you could be the Merlin of this story. 
And then I blinked again, and weeks have passed. And after finding the Discord link in the settings, I went looking for spoilers as progress had slowed down. Not only have I realised that I'm starting to become the villain through my need to extend my life through magical means, but once I hit 200 years of age, I may have started to invest in evil. Nothing like some dark influence, demon training and blood meditation to soothe the desire for more flashing numbers and the slow accumulation of power, palaces and a personal need for perfection. So I went searching as I wanted to know if I was nearing the end of the game, but instead I found the game's most recent successor, Progress Night Quest. Suddenly instead of training one thing at a time, I trained everything. So much progression so quickly, I outpace my previous evolution in mere hours. My mind sparkles as endorphins flood the synapses, family duty fades to mere nuisances, other games and responsibilities become the background tasks of watching the life of this unnamed character trapped in a time loop of progression. The soul crushed from me, eyes dry and sore. I blinked again. More weeks have passed, and the game dominates my second monitor. The computer left on overnight to grind the millennia of life needed to progress, but not before I lie exhausted in my chair, mind blank in the faint blue glow emanating from the flashing bars moving across my screen. The browser window, the only open program on my desktop, house guests visit, family sick, yet I still am drawn to the screen and its pulsing, beating litany of indicator bars. I'm now a chronomancer before the age of 15, the evil now coursing through my veins, my research completely focused on the all-seeing eye, but yet something else drives me further. My reach for the void, its servitude and compounding evil gain driving my focus as the clock ticks forever closer to midnight. My eyes dry and itchy, my tongue desperately trying to convince the last remaining neurons in my brain that I need a drink and the last feeble attempt of my consciousness frantically urging me to bed and the sleep I so desperately need, but my back curls and my head inches closer to the flashing lights. And maybe if I wait a little longer, I'll hit the millennium lived years marker, and once again, I can reach into the void. And you want to know the worst part? For the month that this has lived on my screen, and the two to three weeks of gameplay I've invested, I haven't even touched a thing called Essence, or something I've only seen in patch notes. Transcendence. Progress Night really is what an idle game would be if you removed the major distractions, boiled it down to just the basics, and just focused on a story hook. No visuals, but the text, bars, and buttons feel totally adequate to convey what you want when you want it. The resetting, so far, never feels like you've taken two steps back for one step forward, something I've felt seems to be quite common in some of the other idle games where the sacrifice for progress loop can feel mediocre and disheartening. In Progress Night, the only time I felt this is when I got my first point in Evil. While it gave me a small modicum of compounded progression, it did not feel like really enough to strive for. Since then, every sacrifice has felt impactful and earned, so kudos to the developers. Mind you, when I started to feel that the original game began to slow down, 
after reading more, it was the end of the base game, I moved to Progress Knight Quest, which is a hands-off mod of Progress Quest 2.0, and included more evolutions, buffs, and overall content. So if you found joy in Cookie Clicker or Adventure Capitalist, give Progress Knight Quest a shot. And if, like me, these kinds of games take over your life, make you avoid social events, eating, and job deadlines, maybe just load up Animal Crossing again. Your villagers miss you. Hmm. Maybe I should just play one more life. I swear I'll go to bed after the next. I'll definitely go to bed after I hit the next milestone. Right? Noisy mic there. Um, we do. Give your mic a good whack there for me, Cam. Let's see if. You're... Oh, 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 oh! Hey, Cam, how about you for the for our last part of the show? How about you jump over to the mic with Peter? Give him a good snuggle. <laughs> give him great. a good snuggle. Hello. Hello. This is Zed Games. Thank you for joining us for the end here, and what an end it is. That's what oh, I always say about my mm. good friends, Cam and Peter. Oh. Hello. Hello. Yes. Good time. Good. I'm glad you're having a good time. I am Paul. And uh, now, at the end of the show, uh, what what lessons have you learned today? Uh, I learned that it, w- it wasn't about the destination, it's actually about the journey. Oh, that that's good. That's yeah. I, l- I learned that we all went to the same game development school here in Brisbane. That we, we did. Yes, we did. That's we fun. are all yeah. technically quantum graduates. We yeah. are. Yes. There's hope for any of us. At some point. Well, I mean... <laughs> Maybe. Cam did become a developer. I left. Oddly, because I hate sitting in front of a computer all day. I'm more um, of a warning to others. Yeah. And so. uh, Peter is pending. Pending. Yes. yes. Yeah. Patent pending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steam yeah. pending. <laughs> I've, uh, you know, I've, got, I've, got my, I've got my credits on a few games, and none of them did I work on. Just as loosely associated. That's fine. Or I paid for a Kickstarter. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> According to Moby Games, it's all the same. It's all... Uh, According uh, to Moby uh, Games, I worked on Guitar Hero 3. Oh, so that was nice. fun. How did you manage that? I have no idea. I must have fallen asleep and just made it. <laughs> okay, uh, that pretty much brings us so to the they. end of today's program. <laughs> so thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll catch you all again. Same bat channel, same bat time. Kids don't know what that means anymore. No. no. Tragic. They did just put it on Netflix, though. Oh, oh very cool. Yeah. All right. Bye, love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Zed Games. If you'd like to listen to more, you can find us on the Community Radio Plus app or find us on socials at ZED Games AU. See you next time.